Hey everyone, uh, this is our third episode of the Tokenomics podcast, and today we'd like to talk about why do we need tokenomics? And the idea comes from us, the, the tokenomics DAO. You know, we, we created this initiative, and um, we're not a DAO. We don't have a token yet. It's kind of all on the agenda. And so today we really want to take you guys through our thought process of why it make, make, might make sense to have a token and what a token might do for us as a, as a community. So yeah, that's kind of the, the theme of today's, today's uh, podcast that we're recording. Um, yeah. So I guess like I've, I've just published an article and I'll, I'll link that in the, in the show notes. And the article is pretty much about like this intro thing, right? I'm, I'm saying, uh, we have a community with like up to almost 500 people now, and there's people that are getting involved and getting engaged. They're interested in, in contributing, but, um, somehow we're not really a DAO yet. We're still sort of centralized. Um, and we don't have a token, right? So none of us is getting paid for anything of this. It's all, uh, yeah, it's all just, um, a hobby at the moment. And, we think like it would be a really cool thing to create something like a token because I believe there's lots of benefits to it in, in having that token in like aligning the community and um, in, in, like creating this incentive system. Um, and we talked about it in the last episode about the principal agent problem. And um, yeah, basically the idea was, or the, the theme was that the more, tokens or the more equity someone has, the more incentivized he is to work towards the common goal of the, of the mission. And that could be the, the DAO, right? And so, yeah, we want to go a little bit deeper and, and now really find out if going from this like abstract theoretical thing, looking into if we need one, like do we as the tokenomics DAO really um, need that kind of token? So maybe um, we can look into the article that I've, that I've wrote and kind of go through that. Cause the idea for me with this is really, I want to, I want to bring this up to everybody's attention and say like, Hey, we're doing this for ourselves. So we're kind of trying to, we're eating our own dog food here as the tokenomics now we're trying to define our very own tokenomics and hope that really helps others to do that for their DAOs, for their projects as well. Cause we're going to try to go through all of, all of these questions, all the things that we come up and, um, ideally, I'd love this to be a community approach. So uh, we're going to have a Discord channel for this project, defining the tokenomics of the tokenomics DAO. We'll have a couple of events and meetings coming up, and we'd just like people to join and bring in their ideas and and make this a community thing, a discussion. I don't want to define this on my own, and uh, neither do I want to do this with Jason just alone. I just we want to kind of take you all on this on this journey, define this together. So. Yeah, that, that's pretty much uh, where we're at. And the idea and all of this came from, from Lucas. And we talked about this in the last episode uh, where he said, um, you know, he's talking about the Bankless Down, what they achieved in, in their season two. And he said, like, it's insane what a community can achieve when incentivized with ownership. And then in the last episode, we kind of drilled into that, into that ownership theme, um, what that does to, to people joining and um, yeah, kind of how, how that helps them to work towards a common goal and create all sorts of crazy, interesting stuff that potentially could be monetized in the future that others see valuable. So you give them these tokens and they kind of contribute their, their time and create really awesome stuff that, that adds value to the whole ecosystem, but also adds value to other members. Um, so that was, that was kind of the idea. And that's the, that's kind of the, the gist of this, this whole post. And then at the end, I list like a lot of questions just went through, like what I had in my mind about, um, well, yeah, different questions we could ask. And there's all sorts of different questions, um, that we hope to be answering throughout the, this series of, well, maybe we'll do a couple of podcasts on it. Um, series of articles, discussions in the community. So it's like things like, why do we need a token? This generic question, launching a token, 
a demand for a token? Like, where, where does that come from? I've read a really interesting uh, blog post on supply of tokens. Like, how do you evaluate that? So there's so many different topics, I guess, to uncover. And um, yeah, we want to take our time and go through all of that. So there's some interesting questions in here. Maybe we can, uh, yeah, have a look at these while we go through that. And then what I'm also doing, I'm working on this second piece on like, why do we need a token? So that's kind of the, I'm going to take like this first chunk that we have defined this first questions that we also want to discuss today. And I'm going through that. And to me, it's, yeah, I've, I've gone through it. I've done some research and I really, I can't find a lot of things that would speak against having a token um, because of just this ownership, this ownership scheme, right? And I've looked into some definitions. It's really, to some degree, it's very similar to equities. Um, so uh, like you just, you know, you have shares and use them to raise money. That's a, that's a cool thing you could use a token for. And yeah, I mean, it can be used for price determination, so you can trade it on the market. And um, that's also something that's a pretty good thing, right? So you can, you can buy into that. But what it does additionally, um, and that's kind of what I've, yeah, the thought process that I had is that it makes that a lot easier than a shares in a corp corporation, right? So the average Joe, like the two of us, in we can't participate in a lot of these pre-IPO things. We can't invest into that stuff. Um, and it usually goes through a whole lot of investors. They get the opportunity to buy this stuff before we even get the chance to, to get into that. And in, in an IPO process, I've never done one, but it seems to me that this is a, a major initiative to do. It costs a lot of money, a lot of planning, lots of things uh, to do there. But with Web3, launching a token seems to be a lot easier to do, less friction. And um, I think that's the, that's the interesting part, why so many are doing it. I mean, there's lots of corporations that have issued shares, so why not have a lot of Web3 companies that um, issue tokens, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, Flo. And another thing is it's also so much more egalitarian, right? It allows the people to come in with nothing but you know their time and their talent and their energy which you don't need you don't need to be extremely rich to take part in that initial ramp up you don't need to be very accredited um yeah so it does have benefits that better that's not better but i guess better better than the <laughs> traditional um equity raise initial um, IPOs, right? Levels the playing field. Um, yeah. Let's everybody get involved, but also everybody give everybody the opportunity to launch one of their own. Of course, mm. that will create a ton of tokens and a lot of confusion. And um, people will have to do their research and have to trust the projects. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's not different for, for shares, right? You're not going to just buy some shares. You will have to look into that as well because a lot of people can do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I guess maybe we can then start with, um, you know, we've talked about all these benefits um, or at least a few, this ownership thing and that you can raise capital you can also raise time, obviously. Maybe we'll 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 go to that a little bit later. But what are like what would be like the things that would kind of speak against um, having a token? Because that's like my obvious question. Like, why we need a token? Let's maybe look into why we shouldn't have a token. Why why shouldn't we as a community utilize this tool of a token to benefit from it? Yeah. Uh... It's hard to come up with many. Um, it's hard to come up with many good reasons why not to have something like that. Uh, 
And I think it also depends on which perspective you're taking. Like if you're saying from a governance perspective, right, from a um, conventional business perspective, there's certain aspects that muddy the the water a bit. Like, oh, so if it's not a private limited corporation, what well, if you're paying your your customers or your shareholders or your stakeholders with these things that are not currency, like government fiat, um, how do we account for it? How do we put that on our balance sheet? Stuff like that. So there's that perspective. And then there's also the perspective of looking at it from the point of view of, hey, is this actually helpful to achieve these certain goals we have, right, for this, for this organization? Does putting tokens into the mix help us achieve what we're trying to do or does it hinder it and make it more confusing you know um what could that be like um just try, so, trying to think through that what could be so for example i i <laughs> i'm just purely guessing here because i've never worked in the environment yet but um yeah for example if say M in this case, not employees, but but uh, collaborators, let's say, uh, incentivized to do something to get a token, they might actually end up changing their behavior just to accumulate more of these tokens. And maybe it's not good for the um, for the worker or the creator, but just because they have that they're incentivized to collect these tokens, they go ahead and, and exhibit behaviors that in the whole grand scheme of things might not be a net positive. You know, they might say, ah, oh, I'll spend all my time. I see there's a loophole here. Whoever, whoever, um, I don't know, put in this, what would you call it? This smart contract or, or these rules, right? For these systems. They, there's a loophole there. If I just keep going for these courses, I'll keep accruing tokens. And even though I'm not interested in these courses, I can just turn it on and um, sit in the background, do something else and keep getting tokens, right? There's the, 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 the accountability comes in a traditional setting. You'd have that accountability. You'd be... Um, people will see your colleagues will see what you're doing and go, Hey, that person's not really contributing much. Um, you know, and there's that peer pressure to do something different, but when you're just working in an autonomous mode and you see a loophole in the system, you could encourage bad behavior if such loopholes exist. But again, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I'm just guessing. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I like the, the the learning example. Of course, somebody could do if you had, I don't know, like a, a learn to earn model. Somebody would be incentivized to to do your courses. But I mean, would that be different to university, right? Why do you do a university degree? Um, I think most people are motivated by having the degree to then make money with that. It's not, I guess, like. There's certainly some people, but most people wouldn't just be motivated purely by the content because they could, they could get the content for free nowadays. You could just mm -hmm. um, go on the internet and learn about economics or math. Uh, you wouldn't need to sign up for uni and, and do tests and, and do all that. Um, mm -hmm. So incentive is clearly achieving this degree where, yeah, token could be like this. Clearly the incentive is receiving that token. And then the learning might not be as good. I don't know. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Um, so I think yeah. overall, it's just really about how do you, if you want to put tokenomics into, into a, an organization, basically on, from, from a very big picture perspective, what you're doing is trying to say, you're making things autonomous, you're making things work by itself, right? You, you set the structure in place and then you allow things to happen according to that structure that you've built, right? That the rules that you've put in place. So it's important to, I guess with tokenomics, 
it's not only about is a to having a token good or not, but it's more granular and how is this token actually set up? Is it incentivized in a way that will help us to achieve what we're trying to achieve? Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah, you have to go yeah. deep, I guess. Yeah, and like case by case, <clears throat> not like probably not every project needs a token. I think yeah. that's at least what I've seen in writing a lot of these articles was like that a lot of the projects they don't really require a token within their utility. They don't really require it to function, but they want it to mm -hmm. use it as some sort of, uh, yeah, as some sort of funding mechanism to raise money basically. And then there's right. this whole utility token, security tokens topic, you know, that if you have a security token, then you, you sort of have SEC regulation in the United States. And it's not that easy to, to, to create. But if you have a utility token, that means it have some, has some sort of governance um, discount uh, or it, it has some function in the product in the, and then you can, you can get away with that without it being a security uh, as defined by the SEC. And um, I guess that's what a lot of protocols because of that have done, right? They've just created these things, given it some function, maybe yeah. in a lot of them, it's just like governance. But yeah. you don't really need it. So the actual reason why they've used the token in many cases, I guess, was just to raise money and raise time. And get around that SEC regulatory. Yeah. And that's why they said it's a governance token, right? But it is yeah. still a, yeah, a, yeah. It's like an like a share, like an equity, like most cases just used for raising money. And yeah. do, and giving ownership, right? Yeah. So yeah, so. To, to me, like, I think there's a lot of things and that are beneficial through tokens. And um, I don't know, maybe the community will come up for with reasons. I haven't found any good critics on why you shouldn't have a token. And I guess there's there's many different areas these tokens would be used, right? We, as the tokenomics style, we're not trying to build any protocol or piece of software as such where that token would be used in. So we purely see this as a social token, right? We see this as this, as this ownership in this uh, community content creating thing that we're building. And um, that's different than maybe, right? That's like, that's a different way of, of using. We don't have to embed it into the application because we don't have an application as such. We're just going to use it as um as as way to raise time from contributors and maybe we'll have other ideas as well yeah and the overarching thing is yeah yeah if you could keep scrolling down to pull the collaborators and the creators towards being principals rather than agents right which is what we were going yeah. in depth about last time yeah um, so we've got this image open at the moment and I mean, if you've if you've looked into it, I had this had this arrow between agent and principal, and we said like, as percentage of your net worth, your the token holdings in a certain project define how much you move towards the principal side. I.e., if you're a principal, then you you act towards the success of the project, right? Your self interest is completely aligned with this project and, and you like you don't need anybody to tell you to create value because that's your that's your self-interest because all your money is in these tokens whereas on the other side if you're an agent and you hold zero tokens as percentage of your network net worth and you're part of that project then you just do i don't know whatever they tell you they're going to pay you for like in more most corporations like jason last time we talked about the 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 guy who repairs the car right he wouldn't be too interested in it and i had this thing uh with rental cars basically right if it's not your car you're not gonna take too good care of it but if it's your own you're gonna yeah be really careful so your own self-interest is sort of aligned with the interest of the car maybe <laughs> and yeah. so in, in a dao or in a social structure like a social like a community that could lead to better quality contributions so on the one side if, if people don't have any tokens their contributions would be like, yeah, I'll, I'll say something here. I'll say something there. I'll half-ass an article, um, send that in. But the more tokens 
you have, the more ownership in this whole venture or initiative you have. You, uh, to me, at least, it seems that the better the the quality of your contribution should get, right? You should you should write better articles if you get more tokens for it, if you're or if you already have a lot of tokens, and this article that you're writing then increases the value of this whole thing. You have a piece of ownership in. Yeah. And very cool diagram flow. I like it. <laughs> My I like the, skills. Yeah. <laughs> look at those the different colors of the contribution quality and the thickness of the contribution quality. All the details. Uh, yeah. I like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a I don't know, I'm, I'm a diagram guy. And yeah, so, it's yeah. really um also that there's that aspect of uh how as human beings we 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 make a lot of decisions also intuitively or emotionally, right? And uh, doesn't make them wrong per se, but um, you tend to, to make these decisions, these quick decisions very much more, let's say holistically when you are a real, when you are really invested. So just to give you a maybe a funny example, right? If, if I was to say, hey, Flo, um, would you recommend your sister go out with this guy, right? The, the, you get a very quick, like you don't need to write an essay on whether or not you would say, yeah, 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 yes or no, right? You're like, you can't explain uh, it. yeah, you can't explain yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But if I was to ask you, hey, Flo, um, you know, there's this girl that you don't really know that well, that might want to go out with this guy that you don't really know that well, what do you think, right? And because you're not that invested, you go through this rationalization process, like, oh, yeah, 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 they have similar hobbies, oh, they're about the same age. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, why not, right? Yeah. And I think in a, in a business, it's hard to, or not, yeah, in an organization, it's hard to really put these things down onto paper. It's very hard to quantify it, right? Like, when uh, there's a group of motivated people that feel high ownership get together to, to try and reach a goal there, there are certain aspects to their decision making to the way they collaborate to the way they they hack right solutions the way they 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 don't care if it's 9 p.m at night right they'll just maybe i'm romanticizing it too much but from my experience working in a startup, right, I, I feel that very, I felt that very strongly. It was, it was more like, hey, everybody's just so focused on the goal. There's no real, there's nothing like, oh, what's my job scope or what's, what's this, you know, what, what am I expected to do or what, you know, it's more like, hey, we need to get this thing done. How, how can I get it done? You know, and yeah. Um, yeah everybody sort of joins in automatically without you having to tell them right whereas on the on the corporate employee big corp thing you would kind of often hear people say nah that's not my area of responsibility right and they would yeah they'd give you a pass on your request for help whereas if these incentives were better aligned potentially via a token they they would probably just go out of their way to help you right oh. I don't know if you've heard that um, that saying where it's like, uh, oh, let me see if I can get it right. Something like, uh, oh, I just do enough so that I don't get fired. Yeah. And uh, my boss will pay me just enough so that I don't leave. Yeah. yeah Something yeah. like that, right? And Makes um, sense. yeah. Yeah. And, and how do you prevent... How do you prevent an organization falling into that rut where you have hundreds or thousands of people going to work every day with that mentality? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think that that's, I mean, that's what I see. I've been seeing in this, in this DAO landscape, people seem to be motivated by something else. Like it's, it's almost like they, they, they don't worry too much about the, the salary that they get paid because maybe it's because they have this more long-term view. And so they pick the projects that they just see for themselves are really exciting. They join them and then they contribute. And um, 
and they don't like, like us, like I said, there's a couple of times, you know, they don't go into a down negotiate a pay. They just go in and contribute and then see what they get paid for it. But because they're adding value, they see that the, the, the tokens that they own or the, the stuff that they get for the contribution will through that value, they are adding also gain in value. And I think that's very similar to maybe startups but it's like that you can join multiple startups at the same time and it's much easier to leave them if you don't like the work anymore if you don't align with the incentives anymore right yeah so you just you just go to the you just go to uniswap and sell your tokens and then you're out of the out of the startup you don't have to quit your job formally and and do all that right so yeah you sell your tokens uh, you're not invested anymore and then you do something else yeah yeah, or maybe you like what the tokens, like what that, that, that organization's goals are. You go in there, you yeah. you help it get, like maybe you help it get from point A to point B, right? And then you realize that your skill set might not be um, that well aligned to getting it from point B to point C, but yeah. you still believe yeah. in what they're doing, right? Yeah. So you get to keep those tokens, yeah. but just... And then you get to see, okay, how does that play out going forward, right? But say, yeah. like, re replay this situation in a traditional environment. Let's say you're in a startup, you do something, you get it from point A to point B, right? You put everything you have into it to get it to, from point A to point B. Then you realize, oh, I'm not that good anymore in doing it, right? From I, I'm not that good anymore trying to get this company from point B to point C, but I'm still, I'm still hired by this company. I don't have any equity. I get paid a salary and then you yeah. go, oh, so I guess I'll just stick around because I, I still want to get my salary. Right. Yeah. And you, you're not, in, you're not incentivized to say, Hey, um, I'm no longer that efficient or effective in this space anymore. Yeah. I'm going to leave yeah. because you can't take that stake that you've that you've built up with you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a so really think, cool way to think about it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's one aspect. Because you 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 walk around, you could have a whole career going around collecting hundreds of different tokens, right? Where you are always implanting yourself into an ecosystem. Just when you know your role, you know what you do best. You seek out those projects in that specific area. And then you do it right and then you are as effective as can be and yeah in a way it's it's adam smith right uh, yeah yeah but like unleashed you know, technology yeah exactly yeah. yeah you don't have to be this guy for this company forever because the company changes in its scope and in, in its maturity and its size yeah but you are you and you might not grow along with that company and in this way you're still a supporter of the company even though you've left it because you go hey man look at my wallet i've got i've got still a huge tokens, chunk of yeah. your tokens yeah and i hope yeah. that you do well you know and yeah. you will then also keep looking out at what this company is doing and who knows maybe five years down the road you go hey now's the time again for me to jump back in you know yeah. i think I they're doing skills, this yeah. Like, yeah. yeah and you're jumping in as a principal you're not jumping in as an agent yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's super cool. I, I bet that's already happening. And um, in a lot of places right now, like in, in, in DAOs that have been created and like token incentivized communities. But it's, yeah, it's really cool to think about it that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So maybe let's, um, maybe let's look at, so I've, I've, I've kind of thought, through this a little bit further, right? And then I tried to categorize this and maybe in this case, you don't really need a diagram for it, but I thought this would be a cool way to visualize it. So what I have in the middle of this is this token and I've tried to depict what benefits the token really brings. There's, there's multiple things and we talked about a whole bunch of them already, right? The, the token kind of allows you to raise money. I mean, you can, as, the, as a DAO, you could just create a token doesn't cost anything and you can sell it, right? So it's like the government printing a hundred dollar bill that only costs them a few cents and they can then uh, sell that or give that out, right? So it's like the seniorage process. You can, you can create these tokens 
and um, you can benefits on on what they give you. Same with shares. And then the other thing is, I like to call it raise time, or you could also call it like raising capital and raising human capital, right? So intellectual capital, right? Or yeah, intellectual capital, yeah. And that's something yeah. I see like that's that's a novelty or that's kind of amplified through the whole process of having it um, in this in this loose Web three environment, right? Because if you're in this startup environment, yes, if you work for a startup, you might get like a lot of equity paid um, as part of your salary. So they're kind of using their shares to raise your time, but you wouldn't do it in this, in this like loose way where you work for multiple startups at the same time and you could move between them kind of in a, like in this frictionless environment. That's not, I don't really see that happening too much. Right. But in DAOs, or in the in the Web three ecosystem, I definitely see that. Like people work for that DAO, they do something here, then they do a little bit there. They write an article for that, they write a piece of code for them, and in all of them, they get their own native tokens, and they can choose. So that the 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 party that paid them, they have raised time of this resource or intellectual capital, and then the the person themselves, they can use that token to sell it. They can keep it if they believe in the future of the project. And so it brings this like whole dynamic mechanism. It's not completely new, but I think through this whole kind of freelance vibe, loosely coupled, it yeah it gets an own really own yeah whole special benefit to it. I think. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's it's cool because it, there's also this Venn. You could even have another diagram. There's like a Venn diagram where there are all these benefits, right? That that and they all overlap. I guess traditionally to raise time at the same time you raise money it doesn't. It's not that easy normally. It's not that elegant, right? Yeah. Because you have um, to hire people in traditional. Yeah. I don't think like I don't know if this exists, but who knows? Maybe there's freelancers who like purely work for startups and are happy to get only paid in equity. Not sure if that if that exists in the mm. in the traditional world, but that's kind of how I see it sometimes in in DAOs. I don't think I think just due to the regulatory framework, right? Like you you're yeah. German, you know the the way things work in Germany, you know, when you're an employee, there's all this, all these things, you know, you that the government needs you to, to fulfill. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I think there'd be a lot of friction for somebody to come in and say, Hey, I'm a freelancer, pay me in equity. Yeah. You know, and, and Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. with tokens, that's all gone. It's just straight yeah. away. No middleman, right? Coming yeah, in between. Yeah. Exactly. It'll be interesting to see how they regulate it. <laughs> this new tool that we have. Um, and, and in a way, they can't really regulate it. They can regulate the off ramps, right? They can they can't yes, regulate yeah. the way you organize yourselves with different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how yeah. people choose to work with their time on certain projects, they can't regulate that. Yeah. So it's, it's super crazy when you think about it, like you're, it's, it's revolutionary even, right? You've got people all across the globe now able to work with each other, incentivized to work with each other with no centralized authority really being able to influence that in the way that they have always been able to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, especially this like cross-border thing. I mean, we know this very well because we've worked in different countries um, and worked, uh, yeah, pretty much like in this in these global setups. And to me, in a corporate world, it's always sort of, yeah, it's not very easy to do, right? If you want to move somewhere else, then I couldn't really do that or I couldn't get paid out of that certain country. Um, all of these things, are, I guess, like are quite diffi difficult in this traditional setup. But with, with, with a token, it makes it so much easier for people to actually contribute out of any country because they can just receive these tokens, be a freelancer themselves. And then they can sort of on their own, in their own country, in their own jurisdiction, they get to decide what to do with these tokens, how, what offering they have to use, how to declare taxes. Not, you know, yeah, not exactly. here that they have to be doing this illegally and just keeping the tokens, but they can then take that into their country and then worry about it. But for a company to pay you, let's say I was working for 
Singaporean company and they would want to pay me in Australia for them, it'd be like a ton of things they have to set up to make that work even, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In this case, everyone's just aligned towards the goal and then everyone just takes care of themselves and ensures that they legally are able to provide themselves with um, income or you know incentives right yeah. but it's not up to the 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 company in this case to to yeah. to come up with something to leverage that global talent pool that's the amazing yeah. thing about this in the past it's like oh you want to work for this company okay you might need to move right move your whole family across continents yeah, yeah, yeah. put your kids into new schools maybe they need to learn a different language yeah nowadays nowadays with this um <laughs> Yeah, a lot of that can be that barrier of entry can be taken down. And I think it's really, really exciting to, to see what might come up from it. Yeah, it's like time zone is the only thing. Yeah, that's time zone is the limit. Um, but yeah. we're making it work, right, Florian? Where we are. Yeah, you're getting up early. <laughs> um, thank you for that. <laughs> cool. So I guess, yeah, we talked about the ownership a lot, you know, incentivizing members, this whole skin in the game piece, but then also marketing, right? Um, and I love yeah. that when you when you brought that up, that was something I never thought about. But when you brought it up, and I, re I read through your piece, I was like, Yeah, that's so true, right? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you, you got to be careful in some degree. And we talked about this prior to starting the show about Ponzi schemes. But um, in a way, somebody who got in and has that token and believes in the community, he will of course go around and tell other people about it. Right. But that's also what happens if I'm happy with the new AirPods, right? I'm really happy with these new AirPods. So I'm going to tell everybody about it. Um, I don't, I don't have ownership, but like, you know, it, you get the point. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit similar to that. Um, but what it will, like it will even, it would just amplify it if you own the token, or if you have this ownership in something, you will tell others about it if you like it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be holding it, right? You'd be. Oh, you wouldn't <laughs> be working on business. it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Even even more like imagine going to Christmas dinner or whatever, having a birthday lunch, and people are saying, "Hey, what what are you doing with your time? You know what's keeping yeah. you busy?" And if you go, "Oh, I'm doing this," and I get paid in these tokens. Um, yeah, you're just like a natural ambassador for the project, right? Yeah. But if you're not, if you just imagine that same person doing that same gig, but getting paid in dollars, yeah, or euros or whatever, he'll just say, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a writer, I write articles for this, you know, yeah, for this yeah. joint, this joint yeah. and that joint. Now they'd be like, dude, I'm part of this thing. You know, yeah. it becomes part of a person's identity almost, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got this other one in here, in this diagram that says community status. Um, mm. I guess that kind of fits into it. I thought about this, and um, it's it is kind of true that I, I saw this like this meme, you know, and where I yeah I need to find it. you got to see it. I'll, I, maybe I can link it in the show. Maybe notes, Lois but, can put it up. <laughs> yeah, maybe Lois can bring this onto the screen. But the thing was kind of like that that people we're actually even quite interested just in these discord roles. You know, like if you're on a discord, you hold a certain amount of tokens, then you get a different role that mm -hmm. gives you just a different color of your name colored in the discord. But people already think that's quite um, valuable or cool to have, you know, just we, we love status as humans, I guess. And that's, that's just part of what we, what we are and what we, what we do. So tokens in a way, allow to reflect that you know i'm the i mean Chris Flyer face... singapore gold member and i'm terribly yeah, yeah, proud yeah. of that and um i put this on my suitcase about... whenever i travel just think about like facebook right having that like button or the instagram everybody's liking stuff right like oh, how yeah. does that work and why and but but hey you know trillion dollars trillion dollar industry almost right yeah um and, and in this case, it's more, you'd be like, uh, hey, instead of liking my post or liking my picture, you're looking at people's going, hey, I love your your work, you know, and how much more fulfilling would that be? 
Yeah. And I'm even willing to expend capital to show you that I, that I really support it. Right. So I hold these tokens and I use that as like, Oh, I'm a strong supporter of the tokenomics DAO. I, and I can show you, I've got a hundred tokens here. Yeah. Or I'm like a, yeah. Mid tier member or a gold member, or I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way to use it. You don't have to, but I think it's a way to use it. Yeah. Um, it's a free, um, free option, maybe let's say. Yeah. That yeah. comes with the whole system. Yes. If it works, it gives you that added tailwind. If it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't hurt you in any way. You're not paying for it. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So then I guess we have like governance left. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there's, there's been debates about doing governance with tokens or not, but you know, the, the main argument was that, um, tokens can be bought by, by people or votes could be bought this way and reputation based systems would be better. And I, I think there's some, there's some truth to that and it will be all figured out, but in a very basic way using these tokens to vote is yeah is a pretty cool thing you know you could vote on governance decisions and that's all part of this like decentralized ethos and is something that um that a token could be used for and also is something and i'd, I'd love to get on that get get onto this topic later is like it somehow gives it value right if you have these tokens and you can decide where the tokenomics DAO is heading or where this DAO you're working for is heading then that is very valuable, right? It's a good good functionality of a token. Mm, yeah, that you have that say, right? Incentives again, but in this this time, it's like directing in real time, right? When you have when we talked about incentives earlier, it's like it was more to do with how to incentivize. A group of people to work towards a certain goal mm -hmm. but when you have that governance aspect is how do you maybe tweak that goal right like how do you steer the ship a little bit while the yeah, ship's yeah, on yeah. course right yeah and it I gives you that's... this if you can't if to, to your example you know if you said like you can't get from you can't support the dao or the team to get from b to c and if you involve governance in that it might get you to say like huh, maybe we should change this and not go from B to C, but go from B to C.1 and mm. do this slightly different thing. And the, mm. the, the method of governance gives you a say in it and won't only give the, the CEO of the DAO or whoever that might be, give them the say, right? It just gives everybody a say in that. Mm. And then you sort of have this democracy consensus approach. It's crazy. It's like a direct democracy that at the same time gets everybody on board right yeah 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 i think that's 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 what it would do you know you have to be like open for it because direct democracy also involves that people have to get more involved in stuff and most people and be educated don't want to and be educated yeah but i'd love yeah. to have a direct democracy you know there's a lot of things i'd love to have a say on hmm. which um in most modern democracies, you can't. You can, yeah, vote, yeah. you can vote the representative, but he has incentives aligned in different ways often, right? Yeah, different agent principle again, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We have no idea how much uh, who, which, whoever is in that leadership position, where along that scale they, they might sit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who pays them? <laughs> yeah. Where they have their equity in. Yeah yeah so okay so then we have the the coordination i wasn't sure if this really fits into a benefit or if it's really different than representing ownership but i thought it'd be still good to mention it because this whole it's like this natural thing that it does a token it helps to coordinate along this along like towards that same goal through yeah. ownership obviously but it but it kind of does that right well, maybe it's even multi-aspect, right? Because it could be through ownership. It could be through governance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like coordination is kind of, yeah. All of them might contribute to coordination. 
Although it's crazy. This is <laughs> when you think about it. The, these these different circles you have there. A lot of them also can affect each other, right? Like, uh, yeah. Let's say you know market valuation goes through the roof. That would also that would also put a dynamic on all the other um, aspects that you you have here listed. You know, straight away that incentives how, how much it it would affect how people oh, yeah, think yeah. about you know their position in that yeah hey yeah. i'm now a millionaire yeah and then tomorrow you only have like <laughs> what does that mean ten thousand <laughs> yeah yeah you'd question all the other stuff yeah do i want to be an owner in this so that that's yeah. maybe that's maybe one of the you know and i i kind of skipped that section when we talked about the the not so good things about token the downsides right the, the downsides, volatility yeah but that's it. It's yeah. the it's the volatility. It's it's like the so I quoted this Australian shareholders association. They basically said, well, if you trade the equity on in a market, and it's like the obvious thing, right? It it's it's volatile and you might lose your money, right? It might might go down. You might mm. put in a hundred thousand and then something happens and the thing goes down to to thousand. So you lost a lot of money in it, and that might get you to question all of these other things, right? You might question my community said, is it actually worth that much? Do I want to have a save if, if it's not worth anything anymore? Um, so yeah, of course, that's that's a downside. You're out, out there. You have this market, this constant market evaluation every single day. And Web3 and crypto is so volatile. So it's, yeah, can be nerve wracking and um, influencing certainly a lot of this. So I would say that that volatility would affect you if you were, let's say, still closer to the agent side of things than the principal side of things. So even yeah. though you're, say you're Elon Musk, right? And Tesla goes from 100 to 1,000 and then back to 400 again. And 99% of your net worth is tied into that stock. You actually... I would say you actually don't really mark the market your valuations every every week, every month, every day. If yeah. not, you go crazy, right? Your job yeah. is you're single-minded. You go, hey, I want to make sure twenty percent of the cars on the road are mine. I want to make sure we get to Mars. Whatever it is, right? You don't have time to be looking at your balance. You know, at your yeah. how how high up the billionaire list you are. Yeah. Yeah. But if you were, say, holding 30 different tokens and um, one token, let's say, suddenly moons and gets you to, you know, it becomes 50% of your net worth, you then become a lot more worried about what that token's financial performance is going to be. Yeah. Right? It's going to go on like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, so, you might be more short-term. Correct. Um, yeah. Thinking about this. Yeah. That's maybe and another most, cool, Yeah. Most people in traditional uh, in entities, they they if they start something, they you know it's usually ten years or so before they even can think of selling selling it, right? Yeah. So, so they're not really doing this mark to market stuff, going on an exchange and saying, "Hey, how much is my startup worth?" Yeah, yeah, because they believe in this long term vision behind it, right? That's. Um... Mm -hmm. But yeah, maybe that's like a whole different thing we should explore as part of this journey is like, how, how does the, that market valuation impact people on this spectrum that I had here, right? This uh, principle to agent, how does that impact them? Like yeah. if the tokens go up, is the prince, is like the, the principle more impacted or the agent more impacted in household? Yeah, maybe we can. Do a deeper dive. I think that'd be cool. I would say, right, um, if you think of volatility as uh, putting a bunch, like if you think you have, if you can imagine a bucket full of different sized rocks, right? Mm -hmm. And and they're all randomly placed in this bucket. And I think volatility is like this energy you have, you're shaking the bucket, right? And slowly yeah. but surely, after, you know, thousands of shakes, you see the, the rocks start to get aligned according to their size or whatever what have you right and yeah. i think with this with volatility you might actually see the principle you know 
the people that start to hold on to the tokens over the long term, they're the strong hands, right? Yeah. And you might see that as as time passes and volatility goes through different cycles, you might see that oh, more and more of these people that are holding these tokens after time X, you know, they're, they're principle minded. It's no longer, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, yeah. Bitcoin, yeah. Bitcoin, I, I believe, yeah. let's say, I, believe, I totally believe in Bitcoin. Okay. So I bought it at 10 cents. Okay. It's just gone from 60,000 to 30,000. Do I care? Maybe if I've held it through that whole cycle, you don't care that much anymore, right? It's yeah. just, no, it's just a way of being. I'm a Bitcoin a maximalist or whatever, right? Yeah. But that's because like, I mean, you've profited so much along the way. But like, what if, what if the market is just volatile and then after two years, you're not much better in your position, right? What does that do? Yeah. And then, then if you don't believe in the project anymore, you'd probably sell out. And the yeah, person yeah. that buys from you would be probably somebody believes, that, yeah. yeah, because how, how, yeah. how, why else would you buy something that just crashed 90%, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so then you have that movement of um, the, the token ownership towards people that believe in the project. Yeah. More. True. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this hypothesis, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, guessing again yeah yeah no but it, it does make sense to some degree yeah yeah cool so maybe let's um now we've talked about the benefits of a token right so my obvious next question in in creating or i'm still writing this article so it's kind of like um it's it's all still in the making it was like how does the token then from all of that how does it accrue value how does it really capture that value so let's say the token has all these benefits and it helps us to create value, but how does it capture it? And mm. I found something. So I've created this diagram and it's kind of, it's a different way. It has like token value in the middle and it has all these little bubbles or circles around it that then point towards the token value. So all these different bubbles outside that somehow in a way, maybe in, like increase the token value or capture it in this, in the token. Right. So we, so that we actually, get to this place where you might have not a zero sum game, but we have like a positive sum game because we're adding to this thing. And by, by doing so, we increase the value of the whole thing. And um, some thoughts were uh, we have generally just like the value of the DAO and the project. And if like, let's say our tokenomics DAO has a token and our tokenomics DAO has some value, now it's hard to put like a to quantify that value, but like, let's say our token or our community grew from a hundred people to a thousand people, right? There's some value increase in that. I mean, if if all we've done we've brought together a thousand people that have read through the end of my article and found it useful enough to click on that link to join a community, that's like this like this amazing filter of people. It's not just any person, it's a person that has read or scrolled through the end of a tokenomics article and found it interesting enough to click on the link and join the community, right? So all these people that are in there, we the, 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 at the minimum, what that did, it just brought them together. And just bringing these people together allows them to communicate. And they wouldn't have been able to do that before. I mean, they would have been able to do that because they could find each other on the internet, but not in, in this group, right? So it's just like creating this group has some value. Um, and that might be reflected in that, in that token, right? And um, also the articles that we've created, this, this podcast, I hope it adds some value as well. Um, videos, just like the, the exchange of knowledge that is going on in this community, that's like the next thing I think also creates value to the, to the project and um, will somehow also contribute to value of a token. That's at least my thinking. Um, yeah, you have that network effect and the yeah, more yeah. every single person joining the, um, the total, let's say the system increases the value and leverages of every other person that's already there. Yeah. And if, if you, you mentioned going from a hundred people to a thousand, that increase in value is definitely more than 10 X, you know? Yes. Yeah. When you because have a community of, yeah. 
Yeah, and you get a community of what? What's that like? Three people, two people, you've got two relationships. Three people, you've got six. Yeah. Right. Four people, you've got twenty-four. Exponential. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that just means in a free, let's say, a free self-organizing system. Uh, with, with efficient um, means of leveraging off different talents and energy and knowledge pools, right? Definitely increases its value. <laughs> yeah. The system's value definitely increases as people join it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I guess like, then also this expectation of value is also something, right? So, and then again i talked about this in the last episode about bankless dow right so if they've in, in season two they've created all these amazing things they had this nft campaign they've um, launched a whole consulting arm they have this editing and publishing thing they publish for for clients and write articles for them they've got all this so what might they produce in season three what might they produce in season four there's like certainly i've got high hopes that they will that they will continue to be be great and, and produce great stuff. And so I've got this ex expectation that what they create is going to get even better. So that's kind of something I, I think that also goes into the value of the token. I mean, that's how stocks are valued, right? It's like this expectation of future cash flows or future value, maybe that, that so the market always is forward looking kind of priced into that, right? So I think like this, this is also something that adds to the value of a token what the market expects or what people expect to happen. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess then I have like ownership. Um, that's just this like governance, right? I said it earlier, if you own the token, if you have ownership, the, the token is valuable to you because you have a say in how the project uses their funds, their resources and how it does stuff, the direction it's gonna take. So that's something that's valuable, right? So somebody could come into the tokenomics down just buy tokens for that purpose and they will hold them and think the tokens are very valuable because they can decide maybe what type of articles we're going to publish or what we're going to talk about in the podcast or um, not sure if we're going <laughs> to break governance down to that level, but um, potentially that could be something that is valuable to people holding the token, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And... So yeah, I guess like the, the last three things in this, in this little diagrams are, um, are these, now you've created this, this great community. I think I need to shut the window. Um, sorry, should have done that before. So you created this value in the community. And um, I guess now with separate mechanisms, you can like make it worth for people to hold tokens. That's kind of the, the thought process that I'm trying to get at, right? So you, you have all this value in this thing and that just having that value, having that great community, having all that doesn't really increase the price. I don't want to like, I really want to distinguish price and value here, but holding these, just holding these tokens, if it just gives you ownership, yeah, might be cool. But what if it also, if you would stake the token, it would also give you access to the value that was generated, right? So maybe you could uh, take some of these tokens and stake them with the tokenomics DAO, meaning staking, you commit them um, to it so that you're not, you can't immediately sell them. Maybe you'd also lock them up for a certain amount of time. And that would give you access to special resources. Maybe it would give you access to certain channels where, um, yeah, you could, you could ask questions, right? We were talking about this the other day with Lovis about mm. launching an education series, right? And if we had an education series, maybe um, staking some tokens or staking an NFT or having an NFT of having joined an education course would give you access to a special channel where specialists in certain fields would be there for you to answer questions that you have in a timely manner, like maybe within 10 hours. So that'd be make a token very valuable to hold. Um, I guess then also, if you start thinking about a fee on value, uh, on that value, right? So you think about like maybe burning tokens. So I read this article recently um, and a lot of, I mean, corporations do it as well. 
they would buy back shares. Mm-hmm. Um, and buying back shares doesn't really burn them, of course. It just keeps them on the balance sheet of the corporation. But of course, they can't sell them to themselves. So they're sort of taken out of uh, circulation. And with that, mm-hmm. in, like improve certain metrics, like the earnings per share, because if there's fewer shares, then the earnings per share will increase. And so ideally, the supply of tokens or the supply of shares and same goes for tokens would would be reduced on the market. And, and so the value of the holders would then go up. So these are kind of like mechanisms, I guess, um, that you could that you could do with this sort of a fee on value. That's what I'm trying to say, right? Or you could you maybe also like if you had earnings coming in from somewhere or um, revenues, you could distribute them to the holders of tokens, right? So if you charge mm. on certain things that you do, um, that could be distributed back to the community and make it worth holding a token. And same for, I guess the last point is this, uh, yeah, sorry, you go. No, and it, it also then increases that expected value of the DAO project from a forward-looking perspective, yeah, right? Yeah. So it, it, virtuous cycle set gets set up. Yeah, 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 totally. Yes, and then I mean, what it also could do it could just reduce the fee for holders. So let's say you hold a certain amount of tokens, you have a gold membership that would give you a higher discount on using the services on on running this thing and using it and, and all that. So, yeah, I think that that's kind of what my thought process was in like capturing tokens. And I'd really be interested to hear some feedback maybe from the community once we have this uploaded and, and posted um, and like some discussions on that, if there's anything that I'm missing or anything that we could add mm-hmm. uh, to make it more clear. Yeah, it'll be exciting to hear feedback on what we've been discussing because we might be missing something or might be getting something wrong. And also, like, we'd love to hear more on why tokens might pose downsides and how we could mitigate against those things. Because I think we've we've gone through quite a few points as to why uh, tokens are elegant and they have so many advantages, right? So if there are disadvantages, you know, what, what might be good ways to get around those disadvantages so that we can still leverage the upside and minimize that downside. Yeah. 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 I'm really keen. I hope, um, yeah, we get, we get to a good discussion within the community on this, on this thing. Um, yeah, maybe I just, I just copied this into the article. I haven't used it in the actual article, but it was, a quote from uh, this guy, Julian Thevenard. He works for Fabric Ventures. And I was reading an article of him and he had this in there. It was this like, uh, um, yeah, this kind, of, this kind of marketing theme. And I really liked it. That's why maybe I could just read it out. It was, imagine if you received equity in YouTube per thousand views your video generated in 2007. Even if the equity was worth only a few dollars at a time, would you have ever uploaded a video elsewhere or promoted a competitor? So that's kind of this, like, if they would have been able to to use this, right? This mechanism, I think it would have made the whole thing even better. And now we have that technology. and, And that's why I'm thinking, like, to me, I can't see a lot of things that speak against utilizing a token. Because they mm. they are so powerful in this, right? And he goes on and says, like, imagine if every time you took or gave an Uber ride in 2012, you received some equity in the company. Assuming you were happy with Uber and the company keeps growing, would you have ever taken Lyft? What if you received equity for referring new customers on top of the usual cashback, right? So it's this whole ownership principle, and he kind of compares that to startups or now bigger corporations. Um, but to the time that there were startups. So if they would have utilized the token back then, you have all this like expected, um, yeah, expected company growth, marketing, all these things that we talked about kind of go into that. And that's what yeah, really makes me excited about this new technology and that we can, that we can use it. And I think we should definitely try. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah, and and see what we find out along the way, right? We're good to come back and have this conversation in the future after we've been through yeah. it. And yeah, no, we should. Cool, man. Do we have anything else, or do we want to um, wrap it up here? No, I think I think we've said what we wanted to say and thought through the things we wanted to think through. Um, let's just wrap it up. But again, love to come back and and hear come back to this spot again in the future and see what we know given some time. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Cool. This was really, uh, this was a great conversation. Um, even though we walked through an article that I've kind of written talking about it and getting some, getting into this like discussion mode, you know, it often really helps you to even re rethink your own stuff and brings up so many new ideas. So I've got a few new things that I, that I can weave into this piece. So that was mm. really uh, helpful. And when do you think this piece will be up? Do maybe you know like um, maybe like in a week, week or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we just published the first one. We're going to have a meeting in the community about defining the tokenomics of the tokenomics DAO. It's in this channel. I'll link it in the in the show notes. And if you come to our Discord, there's I think Discord has this new feature called events. So if you click on events, um, you'll see what I've scheduled and I've scheduled this tokenomics of the tokenomics DAO working group on Thursday, March the 17th, um, 11 a.m. my time in Sydney, Australia. So you might need to convert that to your local time, but yeah, it'd be cool if people would join or if they can't, we'll record it. And then, um, yeah, you guys can watch and we can have somewhat of an uh, asynchronous conversation. Anyhow, Cool. I uh, hope you enjoyed this third episode. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Flo. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.